Yes, 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 people. It is Monday, so welcome to another chin check. Hey, we're gonna look back at Covington v. Woodley and some NFL. All right, so sit back and let's get this shit popping. Yo, so week two, man. Week two of the NFL. We had some good fucking games. And some people definitely made necessary changes. Other teams kind of shit the bed. You know what I mean? Kind of shit the bed. Yo, the Browns. I feel the Browns having a, a better season already than last year. You know what I mean? Chicago nearly threw that shit away. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. You know what I mean? I'm watching that game thinking, yep, Chicago. And then Joe. Yeah. It, it, it nearly just all collapsed there. But. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was. Uh, yeah. That was all good. Oh, man. What the fuck happened in Atlanta? What the fuck was that? That blew my mind. That was insane. Hey, I will point out, though, their kicking game was on point. So, you know what I mean? What I said was right. Yeah, you, yeah, tell the kicker what's up. He ain't going to be fucking around no more. And he didn't. Had a great game. But, <sighs> they did just mess that shit up. Hey, got to give it up to Prescott, though. Prescott was on fire. He had a killer game. He had a great game. I still feel Atlanta just fucked the bed, right? Oh, that, that was just... <laughs> oh, shit. That was insane. That really was. It was some crazy-ass shit. I couldn't believe it. Oh, man. Um, Where are we next? Okay. So... <sighs> The Lions, I mean, they started, well, they started really well, you know, they started really well, and then it just, I don't even know, it just fell apart, you know what I mean, they shit the bed, it really did, that was, ugh. <laughs> oh my gosh And The Colts Yo, Yeah they won You know what I mean Indianapolis won the game And you might look at it and thinking 28-11 Woo They kicked ass That was some sloppy ass shit 
that game was sloppier than fucking, I don't even know, you know what I mean, a pig in a pen after a monsoon, that was just some mess, god damn, that was a mess, but, uh, the Bills and the Dolphins, yo, <laughs> that was fun, that shit was crazy fun, like a game like that, you always, man, you have to feel bad, gotta feel, you know what I mean, for someone to lose by three when it's that packed, but gotta say, I would be embarrassed if I was a buffalo and I got fucked by a dolphin because, you know what I mean, look at a buffalo compared to a dolphin. Even in the water, uh, a dolphin shouldn't be able to fuck up a buffalo. That's some crazy ass shit, right? Because, man, buffaloes be thick, but they could probably swim. They ain't Samoans. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Fun game. Ha! Love that shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, I gotta say though, San Francisco, they're a problem. I mean, San Francisco are gonna be a problem this season because oosh, they look pretty good. They looked pretty good. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was fun. <clears throat> oh, shit. <laughs> you seen the Eagles lose. It is fun. It is fun. But, yo, LA, those Rams. You know what I mean? The Rams ain't fucking around. That. Woo. They played a they played a tight ass game. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. I you know what I mean? they're two they're two up this season already. <laughs> yeah, the Rams boy. That's you know they could be a wild horse. I would not be surprised if the Rams were not a wild horse this season. You know what I mean? Uh the, Pittsburgh, there is something about the black and yellow. It is just a badass uniform. You know what I mean? You just see that shit and you just think, yeah, those motherfuckers are coming for business. Now, <laughs> that game did get spicy. You know what I mean? That, whew, there was like moments and thinking, all right, the Steelers going to take away with it. They're gonna, they are the third, they had a horrible third. <laughs> they had a horrible third. But, whoo, able to uh, bring it back. Able to bring it back. Gotta say, though, they beat the fuck out of that Broncos offensive line. You know what I mean? It. That was some nasty uh, shit. It was like, you know what I mean? An unemployed 
Irish dock worker coming home and the dinner ain't ready. They fucked up those Broncos. You know those motherfuckers gotta be in the fucking ice baths come Monday morning, just like, ooh. Damn, where's the Epsom salts, baby? You know what I mean? That was, yeah. It, it was a close game, but whew, that was some brutal ass shit. Right? Oh, my days. You know what I mean? There was, look, it was some fun games. And, hey, still some teething errors to iron out. But Broncos, you know, they definitely had a better game. Like I, like I suspected. You know what I mean? Because, look, Brady is of a level. You know what I'm saying? So, it's not like he's going to have a load of shit games. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to take a while to get that consistency. But, you know what I mean? You, you just saw the way they fixed a few things. The receiving game definitely had stepped up this week. Right? So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, interesting to see what the Buccaneers do, right? Because uh, I don't know if they, like, uh, looking at it, you can't say, yeah, they're going to win the bowl, right? But I, I wouldn't be surprised with them being in the playoffs and shit. Right, and then it's just see what happens then. But um yeah, there's some there's some scope there. You know what I mean? There's definitely some scope there. I've Jaguars Titans. The Jaguars Titans. Yo because that last play. Oh my god How insane was that right That was just Crazy That game was bananas It was insane right It was insane And yeah There was a few like that There was a few like that It was a great game I enjoyed the shit out of that one Right um, yo, so after the Jags, Baltimore, man, I gotta say, Baltimore look like, you mean, you mean, they, they look like contenders, I, I, you could see, you know what I mean, those Ravens going all the way, yeah, and I think next week, we got Baltimore against the Chiefs, right? I think that's the game next week. That's going to be some interesting shit right there. You know, that's definitely going to be an interesting one. But yeah, those Ravens. Ooh, they look good. The Ravens look good. Oh, man. And hey, talking about the Chiefs, that. Oh, that was a close game. I felt bad for the Chargers. Because they had they made that shit fun. And 
a, I think that was a lot closer than a lot of people thought. You know what I mean? I, I, look, I really liked what I saw from the Chargers last week. So, Jerry, you know I, mean? I wasn't surprised. I think I even picked them, them to get the upset. But that was, yo, that was close. That was close. And I think it will give the Chargers... (laughs) It will give the Chargers confidence going forward. You know? Definitely that. But, yo, that was... That was some interesting shit. That was fun. Ah. Ain't Washington. Washington. That... Was horrible. That was some horrible shit. I mean, what can you say? I don't even know. That was some. This is ugh. It's bad. I think we got to buy next week. So yeah, (laughs) extra practice because fuck. Need to do better. You know what I mean? Need to do better. And uh Patriot Seahawks. God damn. Another close fucking game. That one. And going down to that last drive. That last drive. Oh ah, they just needed that touchdown. You know what I mean it was some great. Edelman, god damn, they are so lucky Edelman stayed, imagine if Edelman had gone to Tampa with Brady, that would have been a problem, but Edelman pulled off those great plays, and then just that last one, and Newton uh, tried to do that, did the jump, like, uh, just doing a jump, you knew that wasn't going to work, like, uh, it was tricky, it was tricky. I like you. You feel what he was trying to do, but yeah, I think it was predictable. You know what I mean? It was a like maybe if he'd faked the jump and then done a spin, spin to the side, that could have worked, right? But oh, that was a great game. You know, but watching the game, sometimes you know you have those weird thoughts. I'm watching the game and I'm thinking, like, what's with the nickname? Like, seahorses, see, that's just not intimidating as shit, why would you call yourself the seahorses, like, what, what seahorse, like, what's a seahorse got to do with Seattle, and I looked down and it's like, oh yeah, this is the hawks, that makes more sense, yeah, uh. <laughs> But the Seattle Seahorses. <laughs> you would just spit in their face. Be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, I don't even know why I found that funny. It just, a, it just abused the shit out of me. Do you know what I mean? Because it wasn't even a thing. Just my fucking weird fucking mind just thought, it's a weird name. It isn't even a name. I don't even know why I keep on talking about this shit. I am looking forward to uh, next week's games, though. Um, 
don't know. Talk about those on Friday, right? Cool. Anyway, people, yeah, that's that. <laughs> ah, shit. Man, this is the final fight card before Fight Island. And on paper, right? On paper, we were looking, thinking, it looks good. But what's going to happen? How many fights going to drop out? Are these fights going to deliver? And nothing dropped. Right, and gotta say, most of these fights just delivered to the fullest. This was a fun fucking card. This could have been a pay per view, you know what I mean? Could have been a pay per view. We had Anik, Felder, and Cruz. Oh, I was so much fucking fun, right? So much fun, and those prelims. Jesus Christ, those prelims were ridiculous, <laughs> you know what I mean, well, I think we, we had eight prelims, and only three went the distance, and the one, and the three fights that went the distance, they were good fight. they weren't shit, <laughs> you know what I mean, we had action all the goddamn way, all the goddamn way, like, all starting with, um, Jerome Riviera against Tyson Nam, you know what I mean, this, oh, yo, this was, this was crazy, because, like, Riviera was, you know what I mean, Riviera came out to fight, you know what I mean, he was throwing a lot of good attacks at Nam, you know, some good kicks, everything like that, but whatever Riviera was doing, it didn't phase Nam, you know what I mean, Nam was just crazy focused, and just, he knew he wanted to get on the inside and do damage, and that's what he was able to do, just at the beginning, when he landed that big ass right, you know what I mean? As soon as he landed that river, it was just like, oh, <laughs> okay. I don't want him to land too many of those. You know what I mean? Then he lands another one. It's just like, shit. But yeah, Riviera, he, he was able to keep out of uh, too much trouble in that first round. You know what I mean? He, he is definitely did the smart thing. He was attacking the legs. You know, trying to take away Nam's power. But then, you know, Nam, he's going for the body. You know what I mean? There's, there was a lot of body for Nam to attack. So that was he that was what he was doing, attacking that body. But then she gets into that second round. And whew, you know what I mean? Like, look, again, Riviera trying to be smart, attacking the legs. But Nam just, whoa, he just slung out that rocket right. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of done. You know what I mean? He followed, you know, I mean? Riviera goes down. He, Nam follows it up with ground and pound, but. You know what I mean? I, I really, you could have just stopped it after the right. 
You know what I mean? That was a huge win for Nam. Second in a row. Yo, and especially when we think how he started his run in the UFC. You know what I mean? Like, he came in, had like, two tough fights. Two real tough, like Sergio Pettis, Kai Cara France. But both decisions. You know what I mean? He wasn't blown away. Just decisions, but though these last two fights, ooh, they were good. They were really fucking good. I don't know if he's gonna be fighting um, Joseph Benavides, <laughs> like he called, but hey, good fights, really good fun fights, man. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see what Nam can do in the flyweight division. You know what I mean? So then we go to, uh, you know, the next fight, bantamweight clash between um, another Riviera, this time Irwin, and Andre Yule. Hey, God, that, the big thing with this fight was Andre Yule's speed. He was just fast and fucking slick, right? And I think that's what separated the fight, right? Because Riviera, you know, in in the fights he's had, right, we've definitely seen him, you know, just pick things up as the fight has gone on, right? Even though he, he, you know, it's not like he even starts slowly, but he finishes, he finishes his strong. Right, he definitely does that. It won him his fight against Ali Alkozazi. Um, but he would come forward with the flurry, and you'll just he's able to he kind his defense is a bit like Mayweather, right? Because his hands are down, which is Always just like It's just like Makes you Makes you fucking worry right But His ability just to Roll with the shots You know what I mean Just move out the way Just a slight little move And he's out Or he's moving with the shot So he's not really taking it So there's that And then he would counter and his counters were just because he's countering with a flurry. You know, end it with a kick or a knee. You know, it, like that was the big difference. Like you're, you know, he he's able to get out of the way and then just come back with damage. You know, come back with damage. And I kind of feel that. When you landed, they did seem like heavier shots. You know, there was a point, I think, towards the end of the second, maybe beginning of the third, and you thought you might be tired. But, you know, he, like, he then just picked it up again. You know, just picked it up again. He did, you know, he, he started, well, nah, actually, I think it was the end of the second, he started the third round Real strong, you know what I mean? Just the 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 push kick, like doubling up with the jab, just nice work, real nice work, you know. And um, 
I think his ability to come back with strong combos, right? That was the big thing. That was the big thing. And I think it was just the, the work he did to the body was big. I think that was definitely bigger than this. Now, Riviera did end, like, he ended the first round well. And the third round well. But it was just, like, last seconds. You know, because he was able to reverse situations. But I do, you know, I just saw the fight going to Yule. I didn't even think it was a split. I thought it was a close fight. It was a good fight. But Yule definitely won that fight, right? Now, the next fight, another bantamweight situation. Oh, my days. Journey Newsom against Randy Costa. And, uh... Yeah, boy, <laughs> this was, man, this was a good fight, this was a really good fight, um, I don't know, man, it was just, it's just very frigging promising, now, it was a good situation, because they both had the same amount of UFC fights coming in, you know what I mean, so that was, they were, you know, they were just fairly matched. Yusin's probably He'd had more fights Professional But you kind of felt that they were both Coming in on the same level Right But this was all Costa Just all frigging Like just the, the way He did it You know what I mean Like he just came out Dummied that left hand Sold Newson on the left Newson then You know what I mean Tried to avoid it, went to the right, and just straight into Costa's head kick. Woo! Oh my days. That was quick and vicious. Just a tremendous performance from Costa. Feel bad for Newson. You know what I mean? Like, this is a rocky start. A rocky, you know, three fights, no wins. You know what I mean? It's tough, but goddamn, Randy Costa is really just, man, <laughs> you know what I mean? The Zohan, after losing his first UFC fight, he is just the next two, just finished with a plum. you know what I mean? There's no fucking around, uh, uh, these prelims just straight up fire, now, we step up to the uh, featherweight division. 145. That is... I don't know why I always get the feather and the flyweight just mixed up in my head. But yes, 145 is featherweight. Remember that, Scott. You dumb motherfucker. Okay. Now, <laughs> we've got TJ Lamy coming off his contender series win. Against Derek Mina um, Now Mina has definitely had um, You know More UFC fights Well not more UFC fights But Well he'd had one more UFC fight Than Lamy True but just in fights in general Now he, he had a rough spot Against Grant Dawson But Oh my days This fight Mina just, yeah, 
It was a tough one, man, because, you know what I mean, I think, I don't know, if Lamy just was thinking his style was way too dominant, or if, I don't know, he just had the wrong advice from the corner, you know what I mean, but Mina, I think Mina came out real quick, throwing hands, and you could see he landed on Lamy, and Lamy was just a bit like, you know what, I want to stand, I want to stand with him, I'm going to take him down, so he shoots to take him down, but Mina's ground game is just, you know what I mean, and we see he's got the subs, we see he's got guillotines, yeah, but yeah, I don't even know, Lamy just didn't really factor in that, so he just gets caught with that guillotine, and Mina just squeezed, you know what I mean, and the way, I feel the way they went down, and we and it wasn't just a fluke because you just see it. Mina put then they go down and Mina intentionally rolls Lamy so his back is straight up against the fence. You know what I mean? She's back up against the fence. He can't move. So when Mina is squeezing, Lamy can't escape. Got a tap. Got a tap. So great win for Mina. Not the debut that Lamy was looking for. But you know what I mean? Things like that happen, right? And another fucking first round quick finish. It's just whoa. So um we now jump to the ladies bantamweight division and we had Sarah Alpa. Against Jessica Rose Clark Jesse Jess in the house So, um, yeah, I picked this fight wrong <laughs> But it was a weird one It was a really fucking strange fight To be honest with you Because, I don't know, like, Alpha It She just looked like she could put things together a lot better in her, you know, other fights that I've seen her in. But in this fight, it's like she had, she clearly had a game plan. But when she couldn't implement that plan, it was like she didn't know what to do next. You know what I mean? And oh my days, Clark was. Relentless and just straight up fucking vicious. It was like so Alpha Yuri well they first came out and exchanged, right? And you could see that Clark had the better stand up. So then Alpha is going in trying to get a takedown and just can't. Yuri and Clark is making her pay. Like, just landing elbows and knees in the clinch on the breakaway from the clinch. It's just violence. I mean, Clark is just really putting it on Alpha. Now, Alpha, it's like, 
she had an, a, a Kimura attempt, right? But I don't think it really seemed like she was ever going to seriously get it. And she's just taking punishment. You know what I mean? Just taking punishment. You just think, oh, it's not, it's not worth it. And then Clark escapes, ends up on top, and just is putting it on her, you know, towards the end of the round. Second round. Now, Alpha does land a takedown, but Clark is up straight away. You know, just, and I think that speaks volumes, right? If you know you can't get someone down, you've got to change things up. Or... You, you're, you're looking to take them down quick And as they're getting up You're hitting them with an elbow You're hitting them with a knee Head kick, something You're just trying to You know, disrupt their flow But it's not your be all and end all And that was That's what it seemed like with Alpha You know Because Clark was Yeah, just really just hitting her with knees Elbows Oh man, it it was just, oh, it was hard to watch, hard to watch. And then in the third round, the third round was just, it was a continued friggin' beating, and I don't know what the fuck happened there. It was insane because Clark landed that big knee, and uh, I don't know. Look, to be honest, yes, it is. It's mad difficult being a... There's no doubt about that. But even where Tyone was... It seemed like a pretty good... You know I mean? Space to see... That Alpha's butt... Wasn't on the ground. Right? But when you then realise... Oh... It wasn't... Kirin, that was a legal knee... You just stopped the fight. Because Alpha was fucked. Yeah, she was pretty much done. It was like that fight last week. Who I cannot for the life of me remember who the fuck it was. But yeah, Alpha was done at that point. So you might as well have stopped it. Which was in the rules that that yeah, it's got to be done. So it's weird that it restarted. And Alpha didn't have anything. Like, after a few shots, you could have just, you could have called that fight technically at any point. Now, yes, Alpha showed mad heart to stay in and to want to stay in because she was getting fucked up. But it's just insane that it got to that far. You know what I mean? It's crazy that... Yeah, that they let that fight go on like that because, man, Jessica Rose Clark was a fucking savage in there. And I have to say, that was probably, I don't know, like one of the best performances we've seen from her, you know, like. Her her wins against um, Beck Rawling and Paige Van Sant were good, but I mean that was you know what I mean Rose Clark's best friggin' performance 
in the UFC and probably the performance that you've always wanted to see from her because there's been she's definitely had moments like in the I fight and the Kinzad fight she had moments but then I don't know if it was a focus thing but you know what I mean it just all slipped away but this time she was relentless so yeah Props to Rose Clark, man, because, oh, she looked so damn good, so damn good, right, so we then stick with the ladies, drop down to the uh, flyweight division, and we had Maria Borella against Mayar Bonero Silva, it's so like both have got very similar names, <laughs> very similar names. It's very tough. Um, this was insane. This fight was so fucking crazy, right? Because, oh man, like Borella just that stiff jab she landed at the start. Oh. That was just, you know what I mean? You're thinking, oh, this could be, this could be a problem, you know? And, um, yeah, she, she then was going for the takedown, right? She gets it, but straight away, straight away, silver, she throws those legs up, you know what I mean? Just throws the legs up, going for an arm bar. Then she wraps them around like she's looking for a triangle. Right? And we've got Barella you know, hitting hammer fists and things like that, keeping her posture high. But it was weird she didn't try and you know, get the legs loose. Like, why are you sitting in that? It, it was kind of crazy. It was kind of like she just like, eh, my jiu-jitsu is a lot better than yours. So I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I now I I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what belts they are. Because you from what you saw, you kind of assumed that Barella was probably the the higher belt. But she just the complete Disregard she showed for Silver's game was kind of nuts. You know what I mean? Was kind of nuts. And so she didn't give a fuck about the triangle. Right? And so, um, yeah, you know, Silver is just keeping, just, she kept so fucking composed. Gotta give her that. And then she just switches the legs. Switches the legs for that arm bar, and it was done fast, so fucking fast, man. You had to feel good for Silver because, yo, that was a you're in a slick, real slick transition, and um, yeah, just righted the ship after that March fight, you know. So um. Yeah, props to Silver. Um, now, the next fight was crazy. Jumped to the men's featherweight division. We had Merced Bektik 
against the returning Damian Jackson. You know, like there was a moment you thought Bektik might not be in the card after Eduardo uh, Gariagi, you know, had to um, withdraw. So when Damian Jackson, I think Jackson came in on two days' notice, something like that. You know, what I mean? it was just like, ooh, you know, like, yeah, Bektik has got this. This Jackson's record is good. Really good outside the UFC. But he hadn't fought since March. You know what I mean? Hadn't fought since March. So you're just thinking, ah, you know what I mean? I think I think Bektik has got this just because of the level of competition he's been fighting at. And yes, granted his last fight was in February, but it's just looking at the level of competition and everything like that, you're thinking, yeah, Bettick, man, you know, I mean, Jackson has taken it on just too short a notice, you know, I mean, to really be able to do anything, and Bettick came out fast, you know, I mean, he came out real quick, got that early takedown, you know what I mean? Got that early takedown and he was landing ground and pound. You know what I mean? So you're just like, ooh, god damn. Uh, but Jackson, you know what I mean? He grabbed the guillotine, grabbed the guillotine, couldn't get anything. You know what I mean? He had it for a minute, it was tight, but he couldn't get it. Becked it, escaped, and he's on top. Just looking to improve his pitch, looking to improve his position. I mean, getting off some shots at the same time. You know, it was a good, good round for Bettick. Second round, you know, Jackson, again, he grabs for a guillotine. Now, this one did look, did look tight. This did definitely look tight. Had it for a while, you know what I mean? But... Couldn't, you know, couldn't get the, couldn't get the tap. So you're thinking, Jackson has come in on short notice, right? Had two guillotine attempts. His arms are probably hurt. Right? You're thinking his arms are fucked. You know, Bectic now on top and um, just imposing his will. You know, just doing his thing. Like, uh, you know, and especially because you see Jackson try and reverse the position and then Bectic stuff it. Like, nah, you ain't going anywhere, son. You know what I mean? So you're just like, ooh. Now, Jackson did end the second round with some ground and pound, right? He ended the second round well, but all in all, you're thinking, well, Bettick is up. You know, Bettick is having a, a, a solid fight. You know what I mean? He hasn't hasn't had any of those brain fart moments which he, we've seen him have in previous fights. So we're thinking, okay, you know what I mean? The fact that Jackson took this fight late. Bettick should take that third round when we're looking at the way things have been going. But 
No, <laughs> they don't call Jackson the leech for nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And goddamn, hats off to Jackson. Yeah, because I think Jackson knew he needed something big in that third. You know, and that's what he did. You know, I mean, he came out strong. Came out strong. He went for the guillotine, and you're just like, mm, man, you've gone to this world too many times, man. What are you doing? This ain't the look. But it was just like he got that reversal. He got that reversal. So now he's on top. And it's done. You're just like, fuck. Oh my God. David Jackson. Curry returned to the UFC after friggin' what six years away? Six years away, two days notice, and gets the huge friggin' win. Man, that was impressive. That was super impressive. And the problem is, you you have to think, Miss Satbetic, he's gotta take a real fucking look at everything. Because this has happened to him so many times. You know, I mean, he's been in the position where he might be winning a fight or looking good in a fight and he just loses it, just lets it slip away. You know, what I mean? it's just, it's insane. He definitely needs to make some changes. Because, yeah. It's from coming in and thinking that this dude could be a title challenger to now, I don't know, you think he ain't ever going to get a sniff at the belt, you know? But I'm definitely interested to see what Jackson does next. You know what I mean? Definitely interested at that. But we end the prelims with a flyweight little situation. Jordan Espinosa against David Durak. And, um, you know, whenever you're facing a cat called The Undertaker, <laughs> that's when you're like, hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> Man, I don't know about that. <laughs> and, um, man, this fight, it's like, I don't know. Espinosa, he, he had really good movement at the beginning, you know? But Duvac, he, he was just pushing forward. He was real confident. And... He was just putting in work. You know, just attacking the legs. He he was just man, just making it mad uncomfortable for Espinosa. You know? It was yeah. It was a problem. You know? I think it was a kind of odd. You know what I mean? Because Espinosa didn't really have a lot to 
counter with It's like he couldn't really make the adjustments Couldn't really make the adjustments You know, because Dubek was able to kind of stifle Everything that he did Like, you know what I mean? He landed some good knees, some good kicks But not a lot Right? And I have to say in between rounds, he Espinosa seemed real dejected. You know, like he just didn't seem like he wanted to be there. You know, and you, you, yeah, that's a problem. You know, that's definitely a problem. Espinosa, he he came out in the third a little bit better, but as soon as um. You know what I mean? Uh, Duvac really just started to turn it on again. It was done. Yeah. Duvac is a problem. <laughs> he is definitely a fucking problem. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he can do in that flyweight division. You know? I, like, can't say he's a title challenger right now. Because, you know, that's only his second fight And he needs some stiffer challenges But, hey, he's on a good course right now He's definitely on a good course So, uh, yeah, interesting to see what he does next But, um, oh, those prelims were tasty So, uh, yeah, it's all about the main card, baby And the fight's coming up were insane <laughs> Definitely fucking insane Alright, so the main card starts off With a middleweight clash between Darren the Dentist Stewart And Kevin Trailblazer Holland And god damn, this was a fight This really was a fun fucking fight And I think what we saw here we got the Kevin, sorry, we got the Darren Stewart that we always want to see. Do you know what I mean? Like the Darren Stewart who is in it and just keeping things funky from the beginning to the end. You know what I mean? No lapses, just straight up, right? And that's what we got. This was fun. Now, Holland, he's just a funny motherfucker. He is a fun, just straight away. Ooh, you strong. <laughs> it's so fucking hilarious, man. You can't, you mean, just not watch a fight he's in and not just smile and laugh, right? But I think, although he wasn't happy. With the performance In those first two rounds The thing that separated it Was the way he keeps things at range And lands with variety Going busy was hitting those kicks uh, The jab Hammer fist He was just keeping it interesting And able to really just Keep things that he's Preferred pace You know what I mean Just from that range So even though in the third round Stuart He had a good third round 
You know what I mean? Like, Holland had already won those first two. Right? And that's the problem. You know what I mean? I think, although this Stewart was good, fought really well. You know what I mean? No fault in Stewart. He fought really well. It's just, yeah, though, he, you know what I mean? If he could have got on the inside more. You know what I mean? Like, in those first two. Like, he had the neck in the second round. But he just kind of released it. You know what I mean? Like, and Holland got out without any damage. So, if, you know what I mean? If Stuart could have done something there, we, we might have seen a, a different... There's the split decision. I thought that Holland had just done enough. You know what I mean? But it's like 29-28. It was around, just around in it, you know. But I like the fact that Holland was, yeah, this went great. You know what I mean? I mean, that shows you something. When a fighter can look at his performance and go, yeah, I weren't really there. It was interesting what's up with his knees, though. You know what I mean? To have two uh, sleeves, on, you know, a sleeve on each knee. Yeah, that's interesting, but um, it was a fun fucking fight for sure. Now, the next fight, Jesus Christ, like Random Marcos against Mackenzie Dern. Now, let's just you know, like because even when Dern was in LFA, she was having like just making weight was you know it was just on and off, right? But she came in looking straight up straw weight. I mean, it was just like, God damn it, Dern. And I have to say, I didn't mind, yo, Dern with a little, you know, funk in the trunk. <laughs> she looked fine like that. But, yo, mad props for getting just all of that situation sorted out. But this fight. When people say there's levels to this shit, this is what they're talking about. Because, whoa, there's straight up levels to this shit. You know, it was it was kind of crazy because you know, everyone knows how good Dern is on the ground. Now, yes, and I and I said it in the breakdown. You know, Marcos, she has got good jujitsu. But just not on the level of Dern. You know what I mean? So it was a bit just crazy that Marcos went into Dern's guard so willingly. You know what I mean? Just so willingly. And a bit like, um, you know, Barella. She just, yeah, just sat in the trap. Didn't really do anything at the first. So, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just sit there when a jiu-jitsu expert has got something on you. You've got to fight that. So, you know what I mean? D- like, Derm first had that triangle, right? First had the triangle, which is just like, ooh. And, yeah, Marcos was sitting up, but still not, you know what I mean? Still not the best thing you want to do. Right, so yeah, it was just you know, Dern. She she does the transition and reverses to get on top. 
to like, oh, okay. And at first, ain't gonna lie, I thought she was gonna go for a mounted triangle. That's what it looked like she might be vying for. But the fact that she just went for that arm bar, you're just like, oh shit. Because it you're in she had one leg trapped and the other leg wasn't in the normal position. But she just oh my days, the way she had that arm, you're just thinking, oh, I mean she's gonna snap the arm. Yo, this is looking problematic. And Marcus, she you know, she was gritting it out. She was, you know, trying to survive that. And there was a point and it looked like she was trying to uh you know, roll with it to escape, but Dern just shifted a position, got her back. And I feel at that point, oh Marcos probably should have tapped. Because now, it wasn't even, because if you look at it, right, her leg wasn't even fully escaped before, like, Marcos was tapping. So, you just think, how much damage is that arm? Because, god damn, Dern had that for a fucking while. So, boy, but this Mackenzie Dern... Looks to be a problem. Looks to be a problem. And with Perillo in a corner, fuck. I mean, the strawweight division needs to be on notice. And hey, Dern might be that first mum champ before Waterstone. You know what I mean? I have to say that, right? Uh, so then. Oh my days. We then go to another crazy ass fight. We just had so many fucking crazy fights. For Johnny Walker against Ryan Spann. And with the lightweight, light heavyweight belt vacant right now. Yeah, we're probably going to get a champ next week. Now, hey, I say probably because that fight might end in a draw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look what happened with the, uh, you know, the flyweight division. You know, first shot, that was a no contest, right? So, both fighters need to make weight, right? You know, anything could happen. But we're essentially going to get a champ next week. But it means that now every light heavyweight fight is an issue. Because each person knows if I put on a good performance, I could get the next shot. Or I'm taking myself within a fight of the next shot. So this fight, Harry, we're just looking at this fight thinking, alright, this is going to be interesting. And I, I did wonder, right, and this is what I said on Friday... Span with Span coming in and having to, you know, I mean, recut to make the limit. I thought that was interesting, right? I thought that was interesting, but man, I did not expect to see what the fuck we saw. Oh my days, like. I mean, it was crazy. Walker comes out, lands the big kick. You know what I mean? Um, 
But then, Span, whew, he, he, he shoots, gets the takedown, right? can't hold it, Walker gets up, they're on the fence, you read, and it all goes insane, Yo, as they break, Walker goes for a push kick, Span steps aside, lands the big left, Walker's down, Walker is down, and we see Span just go in, go in, you know what I mean, try and get him out there, he's on mount, you're just like, what, you know, like, Span landed shots, I'm just like, how is it you didn't put him away, that's insane, right, that's insane, you know, but Walker, <laughs> he escaped, reversed, right, so you're just like, fuck, what is going to happen, easily avoided the triangle attempt, gets up, so you're like, oh shit, we are in for a fight, so we then get the, the, the other craziness, you know, Walker, Gets a body kick, right? But Span, well, no, he got the body kick, goes for a shot. Span lands, yo, he's right. Probably just a second before Walker landed his shot. Walker goes down. So you're like, whoa, (laughs) like, what are these dudes doing? Right, Walker goes down, he gets back up, and Span, I don't know what Span was doing, right, I do kind of feel that Span threw this shit away, I I kind of feel he threw it away, and I don't know if he was a little stunned, maybe, from Walker's shot, or I don't know if he was tired, but he shot in, and we've already seen Walker, I forget who it was, it might have been Serkinov, but someone else shot in on Walker, and he put him away with the Travis Browns, right, so we know that Walker can do this shit, so you've got to be careful when you shoot in, and with just the amount of people that have landed those Travis Browns, you know what I mean, And put people away. I think everyone now has to be careful when they shoot in against someone up against the fence, right? Because it's the defense now. It's the kind of go-to defense for that shit. But Span shoots in. And as soon as you take one, a bolt mission. A bolt mission, right? But for some reason, Span didn't. And you think, right, probably the first one hurt him, but he stayed in there. And it wasn't until, because he, what, ate a couple of elbows, then he got some hammer fists. But then, when the next elbow came in, that's what kind of ended it. That's what ended it, right? And the next couple of hammer fists, that was just arbitrary, because it, you could see it was done after that last elbow. The span just went down. 
he kind of just flopped down on his knees, and it's just like, you're not taking anyone down from there, so you are hurt, because why would you be on your knees, you know what I mean, and it was, like, safe sound, oh my days, he made noise, and listen, right, maybe one shot hit towards the back of the head, but you can't say that every one of those shots was on the back of that head and was intentional on the back of the head. If you move your head, you're going to get hit, right? And, you know what I mean, I'm sure Spanner's done the same to other people. It's, it's just part and parcel of this shit, right? So I, you can't look at that and be like, Johnny Walker intentionally cheated and every shot was on the back of the head, because it just wasn't, it just wasn't, like, the real thing is, why did Span stay in that position for that long, like, that was the problem, right, so, big props to Johnny Walker, because it looked like he might be done, but he survived being mounted, you know what I mean, just those fucking elbows he ate, and he got that win, so that was huge, real huge, there's a few things Walker definitely needs to tighten up, but yo, good performance man, real good performance, Um, so we then go into one of the biggest talked about fights of this card, you know what I mean, Gerald Marshall, Against Hamsmat Chimave. And you know what I mean? Mershot was saying he felt, you know, slighted. And Chimave ain't met anyone like him. And all of that. And I have to say, in all of the interviews leading up to this fight, Mershot was talking. Hey, he was talking a good game. You know what I mean? Like, the way he he, he was saying he was going to implement things. Hey, he, you know I mean? It all sounded good. All sounded good. Sounded like the right approach. But when they were in there, Mershot looked... He looked very hesitant. You know I mean? He looked real hesitant. And knowing the speed that Chimave comes out at people... You don't want to have him back you up, right? And especially, you don't want to have him back you up to the fence. So you don't really have anywhere you can go. That's not a good look. So when Chibabe does that, right? You got problems. So you need to shoot or just bail in a direction just hard and fast. That's what you need to do. But Chimave just unlaunches. Oh my days. That right hand. That was a problem. That was a straight up fucking problem. And the way Mearshot went down. Like, I don't think. Like, now Chimave landed another two. But I don't think those two were needed. I mean, Mershaw was out with that first fucking shot. That was a problem. 
oh my days you know and looking at that Damien Meyer <laughs> he oh shit I think he definitely needs to think about his game plan because he does not want to stand because Meyer's you know what I mean his stand up has improved but not to the level that you want to face that you don't want to face that. So Maya needs just to come out and just shoot. Like I feel he did with... It was even Neil Magnil, Carlos Condon. Just come out real fast. Shoot. Take the back. Get the tap. You know what I mean? That's what he needs to do. Because, oh my days. Chimavi's a fucking problem. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he does next. Um... But fuck <laughs> It might be violent That's all we know It might be violent Alright So uh, we then go to the co-main yeah, I mean, Donald Cowboy Cerrone Against Nico the Hybrid Price And for fuck Oh my gaze This was a Man, this fight was crazy. It was crazy. And I, you definitely thought it was not going to go the distance. Right? Because Nico, the way he came out, it was a problem. Right? He definitely wanted to, uh, you know what I mean? Just put some hurting on Cowboy. And I have to be honest, right? There's the talk that Cowboy starts slowly And to be honest I hadn't always noticed it Because I think a lot of the times The other opponent has never really come out that fast But we really saw it in the McGregor fight Right, McGregor just came out and blitzed him But in the Pettis fight Cowboy he looked a lot better. And, you know, to be honest, I thought he won that fight. But this fight, he looked so slow at the beginning. So slow. You were just like, fuck. I know. Because he was eating those big elbows. He was eating some big fucking shots from Price. You know what I mean? And it just... Oh, it looked crazy, but have to say, at no point did he, like, stumble, you know, look like he was out, now, I think he looked like maybe he, he well, he looked like he, you know, I mean, he might not want to take a few more of them, but yeah, his chin held up, his chin held up for sure, so that's a good thing, right, but yeah, for a while in that first round, it looked very problematic. But, uh, yeah, I think Cowboy, after taking some craziness, he then seemed to have woken up, right? <laughs> it, it seemed like he woke up, which was... It, it, it was relieving. You, you, you definitely thought, oh, phew. You know, I think he. it was like... He took some stuff, but then he came back with a knee. Some real good knees to to the body. 
right? He that was a big thing. It looked like he he wanted to work the midsection of um, Price, you know, and he was doing some and it de- like there was points and it looked like Price definitely winced from some of those knees. So you're just like, oh shit, nice work, cowboy, right? But you know, then Price is coming back, landing some big shots. So it's just like, oh, this is tough. This is tough. But I think Cowboy, he came back nicely in that first round, right? You know what I mean? It was all the knees, the head kick on the break. Man, it, it, we, we saw some good stuff from Cowboy, you know? So that was, that was good, right? But those eye pokes, damn, you know, those eye pokes were a problem, they definitely were a problem, now that second round, um, you know, Price came out, you know, came out quick again, kicks, you know, he just landing straight to the body, doing that thing, and, man, you, you just, yeah, it was just a bit concerning, you know what I mean, this cowboy, alright, he just seemed a little slow again, but then he just woke up a bit, right, started to slip shots well, like, we definitely saw more head movement than we have done in the past, I feel, you know, which was good, Right, there was definitely things that were real good from Cowboy in this fight, you know, but yeah, I think Price losing a point in that first round played big on this, you know, played big, right, so yeah, the the first round, the second round, you know, we had Cowboy attacking the body, you know, that, that seemed a real big thing, attack the body, you know, and he was doing that well, now, Price, he's hitting some good shots, he was working that jab, those elbows, everything like that, now, what I thought was weird, at the end of the second round, Price's corner, like, you're up two rounds, and I'm just like, what? He lost a point in the first. You can't think that he won the first round. You could maybe think that it was a draw, but you know, for, for, like the the like most likelihood was Price lost that first round because of the point, right? So don't tell someone they're up two fucking rounds. That's insane, you know. But. Man, the third round, oh, the first round, third round was, it was hard one to call, because Cowboy gets a takedown, you know, Cowboy got the takedown, although it wasn't called, like, Cowboy got two takedowns in that fight, I, 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 it, it baffles me how they can say that he didn't get a takedown, because he got a takedown, and then jumped on Price's back, in the transition, it's a takedown, right, but, yeah, the third round was, it was interesting, because, you know, Cowboy, 
he, he did some good work, right? Did some good work. I feel that, yeah, with the takedown and everything like that, you know, coming out the clinch, he ha- he landed the big head kick, right? So, it it was a tough one. It was a tough one to call. I kind of thought that maybe because of the eye poke, Cowboy gets the nod, right? But gotta say, a draw wasn't a bad call. Wasn't a bad call at all because the amount of damage that you know Cowboy was taking, yeah, it it, it seemed fair. It seemed fair. I have to say, right, although Cowboy's chin looked good, going because he didn't get knocked out, he didn't crumble with some of those shots. Cowboy looked slower. He looks a lot slower than he has in the past. Even in the Pettis fight, he didn't look as slow as he did tonight. Now, he did say it was, you know, in the talks and everything, he said it was his worst performance. He felt he lost, which I like the honesty, right? I like the honesty. And he is kind of right with everything he said. But I I do feel that, you know, he took so much damage. He took a lot of fucking damage. And other people, they would have finished him in that first round. You know, when you, you look at Chimave, right? And Chimave can fight at welterweight. So it, the way he's been coming at people, he probably would have finished Cowboy. At the at the start, right? So I kind of want, although he's not going to, I wouldn't be hearing. I wouldn't be unhappy if Cowboy did just hang it up, because yeah, you don't want to see him get like just fucked up in there. You know what I mean? You don't want to see Tito Liddell free, right? And that is. That is a concern. It is a concern. But I did like the honesty from Cowboy. Nico fucking Price is insane. You know what I mean? I have to say, it was crazy. But it was so fun. It was so... Just the happiness that he felt being in that cage with Cowboy. Like, when it looked like Cowboy got an eye poke in the third, and the ref's like, you okay? And Price is like, yeah, I'm fine. And the ref's like, I wasn't talking to you, man. What? What? (laughs) And then when the ref called a draw, like, Price is just like, oh my God, this is incredible. Whoa. Yeah, I'm so happy. It was, it was crazy. But, hey, it was so... Just heartwarming to see. Heartwarming. And when they were talking about their kids with Olivi, God damn it. That was nice. That was real nice, man. So, um, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with Cowboy. But, hey. I'm, I'm glad he did not get destroyed. You know? 
And he did, look, he didn't fight terribly, right? So, yeah, I was I was glad about that. But the main event, all right, Kobe against Tyrone. This was the fight that had been in the making for two fucking years. Two years. Back and forth. You avoided me. No, you avoided me. You didn't sign the contract. I signed the contract. You ever all of that for two years. And in the lead up to this fight, Tyrone, you're in all the talk. All the talk saying that he's focused. Like he was saying the right things. Right? He was saying the right things. Like, in the last two fights, I understand I didn't pull the trigger, but this time, I've refocused, I've got this, I'm bum bum bum, you know what I mean? I've trained with these people, I'm ready, all of that sounded good. It sounded like Tyrone was in the right place. And on Unfiltered, hey, look, I mentioned this on Friday, right? On Unfiltered, he was saying that he's, he's got word for Kobe in the press conference, you know what I mean? He's ready. He's gonna tear him apart. He's got counters. He's got things to say. And then he just repeated Black Lives Matter. And at that point, I was concerned. Right? I was concerned. Because, you know, this is the thing. Woodley... In the last two, he has said he's going to do all of these things, and then it just never happened. So just coming into the press conference to hear, I'm going to say this, I've got this, I'm a rapper, so I can respond to this, and I've got this, and then he doesn't, right? You kind of feel, oh, is this going to spill into the fight, right? Is this going to spill into the fight, is he prepared? Is he ready for this shit? And the answer was no. No, he wasn't. Like, ugh, I don't even fucking know. Right? Now, I think it was Cruz. I think it was Cruz or Felder said that it was the first takedown. They thought that it changed after that first takedown that Covington landed. And you've got to say, he kind of landed that first takedown pretty easy. Pretty easy. And we've seen Tyrone with better. Up until the Usman, right? Tyrone had had great, you know, takedown defense. But he, yeah, that first takedown Kobe landed, it, it was kind of easy. Because Tyrone, he was throwing hands at the start, right? Came out throwing hands. You're like, yes, Tyrone. This is what we wanted to see. But he gets taken down. And then it just went how all the previous fights have gone. Right? The last two fights. Well, even before those last two fights. We have seen Tyrone, for some reason, let himself get backed up against the fence. Right? And people have been saying it. Even in the Wonder Boy fights. Right? One, he allowed Wonderboy to back him up against the fence. And it's just always just an odd position. Because it doesn't allow him to do certain things. And he's always... You know what I mean? He's said, look, you know, yeah, I'm going to not do that. And blah, blah, blah. But he just allowed it. Just allowed it. And the one... He landed one great punch. 
like the Superman punch, where he came off the fence like Pettis against Wonder Boy, right? And that was in the what the fourth round. But up to that point, you just thought, where's Tyrone? You know what I mean? Because Kobe just came forward and outworked him. And it wasn't even that, you know, Kobe was landing crazy shots, right? It's just he was throwing. Like, Tyrone really didn't throw a lot. And when he did, it was single punches. You know, just single punches. No combinations. And I, I just don't, I just don't know, man. I really don't. It was, it was a crazy thing to watch, you know. And in the fifth round... I, he goes down and just, like, grabbing the guillotine. You were just like, you, you, you know, because after each round, his corner, you know, Rufus and Thomas, they were saying the right things. Like, like, look, you need to let it go. You need to not let yourself get backed up. You need to come forward. You need to throw in bunches. He was getting told that every time. Hearing... And he just never did. But coming into the fifth, they were like, the only way you're winning this is with a stoppage. But we know you can do it. So go do it. And when he grabbed the guillotine, you're just like, ugh. Like, what are you... You're not... You need to fucking stop this fight. You, you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then he just... I don't know what he did to his ribs. But, yo, that was just quick. You know, he went back and just like, ah! You know, so that was a problem, right? I haven't seen anything um, talking about the damage to ribs yet. So it'd be interesting to see what it is. Because Cruz was just saying, oh, it, you know what I mean? It's just the fact that in the guillotine, then you come forward, you kind of just do something. So it sounds like it possibly isn't anything crazy, but it'll be interesting to see what that was, because it was a kind of a flat ending to a one-sided flat fight, right? But you got to say, Kobe's uh, coming out of that fight, he was acting kind of because he was just like, "Where's my belt? Where's my belt? I want my belt." Now the thing is, right? Kobe was. Interim title So you're basically saying I want my interim belt back Because he wasn't the Undisputed Welterweight champ He was the interim welterweight champ So he'd be like Where's my belt? Give me my belt And be like wait Why do you want to be the interim champ? <laughs> Don't you want to be the champ? Like what? It was yeah it was kind of weird it was kind of weird, but it was a weird fight. But like, but I have to give him Kobe props because he put the work on Woodley. You know what I mean? He outworked him, outworked him. He didn't give Woodley anything. Now Woodley didn't try and take anything, but yo, know, it's a two-man situation, and Covington did everything 
he had to do. It, we just didn't see Woodley do his share. But Covington did. So you you can't knock Covington on the performance. His weirdness after the fight, yeah, that's all on him. And it was, I gotta say, it was clear that all of that shit was scripted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anik, you've done good, so let me just take you. It was like everything you said was straight up scripted. But hey, Kobe did what he had to do. And by saying all of that shit, he gets to keep, you know what I mean? He gets to keep that heat. Which is like, look, everyone hates him, but they're talking about him. So, hey, whatever. Kobe did what he had to do, and he had a dominant win. So, hey, but what a fucking fight. What a fucking fight, right? It was crazy. And, hey, listen, I I know I talked about it a couple of times last week, but I just want to point out, right? When, um, you know, just the whole Ed Herman thing and the talking about, yes, he didn't do anything illegal, right? But let's, let's just look at it, right? In in this fight, we had Holland go, um, yeah, you know what? I didn't, I, you know, I feel that Stuart won that fight. I'd be happy to give him a rematch. That was big. Right, even though I'd say Holland won that fight, but yo, you know, Holland the way he reacted that was big, and then we got you know Cerrone, you know, he's talk after the fight and Price being like with the eye pokes and everything like that. Yeah, that's that's the reaction. That's the shit that you do. Now you don't have to, and you haven't done anything wrong. But when we're talking about sportsmanship, I think these cats showed and proved you know, the best way to react and the best way to handle yourselves. You know what I mean? But um, that, I f- fully enjoyed this fucking card. This was awesome. And uh, yeah, now it's all about next week. UFC 253 people. Woo! That's going to be insane. So yeah. <sighs> Let's talk about that on Wednesday, right? Alright, people. Okay, people. So, we're coming to the close on another episode. But let's see uh, what's happening in the fight world. Well, on the 3rd of October, we're going to get the Quan Townsend against... Dusko Tor <laughs> Dusko Todorvik Okay I think I nailed that one Nice On the 24th of October Fresh of his New UFC contract Phil Hawes Will be fighting Jacob Malikwan and um, that's UFC 254. So Hawes gets to go to fight Island. And she. <laughs> Kabibi Gaethje. That card, people. It's, it's nice. You know what I mean? 
We've also got Volkov against Harris. Whitaker v. Kandanir. I mean, Dasonyas v. Um, Machevev. Kutalaba v. Anka Leva. Cavillo against Murphy. I mean, just to name a few. And that's not everything. You know, I mean, the card ain't even finalized. So, yeah. It's gonna be alright. Hey, on the 21st of November, so that's UFC 255, people, which, um, yeah, at the moment, I don't think it's got a main event, right? Um, we're gonna have the return of Alan Joe Ban. I was wondering what's happened to that cat, but he's going to be back in November and he'll be fighting Gerard Gooden. So, uh, yeah, that will be fun. And then on the 5th of December, we've got Jean Vellante against Jake Collier. Now, the question is <laughs> which Vellante are we going to get? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are we getting COVID Volante or uh, normal Volante? We will see. But people, that is it for today. We will be back on Wednesday to, uh, yeah, look ahead to UFC 253. And god damn it. What a friggin' card, man. So, uh, yeah, catch you on Wednesday, people. Peace.